0: Kids, So $8 for adults, $5 for kids, and I know it's kind of a nasty day. If it's raining uh, after service and you want something to go, if you'll pull through the drive through They've moved all the cars where you can come through. You'll have to go back out or go around the back of, uh, back by where the trailers are. Come around the back side of the gym. There is an opening there. You drive under the, the uh, carport over there at the... Uh, at the gym and they'll come out and give you uh, what you want so you don't have to get out in the rain, you don't have to walk across the mud, and uh, all of those, those nice things. We, uh, I tried my best to get Brother Jerry to work yesterday and pour some concrete, but he refused to do it, and so we're still in mud. <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't want to get him started on that, but, but uh, anyway... So we're thankful for the work that is being done. Don't it look good out there? Amen. Amen. When we get, when we get done, uh, you other two young ladies sitting on the back seat, y'all come on up here with us today. I want y'all up here too. So come on up here. And uh, so. Yeah, you that your mama's telling you to come up here, you come up here too. Maybe if I embarrass all of y'all, y'all get the hint. And uh, so, uh, also, we want to remember to pray for the Dubose family. Ask the Lord to touch them and help them and uh, strengthen them in this time of loss. Brother David's mother's wake is today, I think, from 2 to 5. And uh, then tomorrow the funeral is at 10 o'clock over at Broussard. So remember that. Uh, Let that family know how much you're praying and caring for them. Let's pray for all of those who are sick and unable to be in the house of God today. And I'm glad I'm able to be in church. Amen. I'm thankful for health and strength. I'm thankful today for all of God's blessings. God has truly truly been good to me. Amen. Amen. I find no fault in serving God. Amen. I find no fault in worshiping Him. In fact, I find it very easy serving the Lord. I find it very easy living for God. Amen. Because God has been so good. So good to me. And I'm not looking for a place to quit. I'm not looking for a place to turn around. I'm not looking for an opportunity to change my mind. But i got a made-up mind. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to live for God. Amen. I'm going to dedicate and consecrate my life to God. I want to be what God wants me to be. Amen. I want to walk in the fear of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn to Deuteronomy chapter number 25. Deuteronomy chapter number 25. We'll read verse number 9 and verse number 10. This is a very strange scripture I know to take a text from, but I feel like this is what the Lord laid on my heart, and I hope that I can make sense out of this today, and uh, I can deliver to you what I feel like. God has given me for this church today as I look around there's a lot of folks out of the house of God today And I uh, wonder why God couldn't let me wait to a later date to preach this because I feel like I have something very strongly for the whole entire church, but God knows He knew who was going to be here All week long Amen Deuteronomy chapter number 25 verse number 9 The Bible says, Then shall his brother's wife come unto him in the presence of the elders and loose his shoe from off his foot and spit in his face and shall answer and say, So shall it be done unto that man that will not build up his brother's house. Verse number 10 And his name shall be called in Israel, the house of him that hath his shoe loosed. And his name shall be called in Israel, the house of him that hath his shoe loosed. I want to take my subject. Uh, What I would like to share with you today is... Uh, From this verse number 10, and his name shall be called in Israel, the house of him that hath his shoe loose. And I want to preach from that subject today, the church that hath its shoe loosed, the church that hath you loose. Let's all put our Bibles down, let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God for His help today. God, we are depending on you, Lord. Jesus, I pray that you would anoint me today, to deliver your word like you would have me to, to obey you to the fullest, God, to say what you would have me to say, to follow holy after you, God to preach your word, to make you happy God. To say the things that you would have me to say. To do what you would have me to do. I pray that you would anoint the ears, the hearts, the minds, the spirits of your people, God. Anoint them to hear your Word. To receive your Word. To respond to your Word. To be a doer of the Word. And we give you the praise and the glory. Everybody clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. Come on, somebody lift your voice and shout unto the Lord. With the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody lift your voice unto God right now. Right now. Hallelujah. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. It's good to have the Knight family here with us today. Amen. I I want to uh, share with you what I feel like the Lord... Has laid on my heart for this service today Such a strange scripture reading today When you go back and you look at the law and the commandment that was being set into place in Deuteronomy And uh, you get a full understanding of what uh, this scripture is saying You would even ask even more so Why would Brother Luper take that scripture for a text today But uh, this was this was being set into order, the laws and the commandment, what we would know as the Mosaic Law, the Old Testament Law, and uh, so it was being set into order that if it was so, it was so important and uh, so necessary in keeping a family name alive, a a family heritage intact that God took it so very uh, serious that He made provisions for those who would pass away without a namesake or without someone to carry on their name. And so uh, this is the reason why this law was placed in the place that if, if a man uh, died... And he had no son. That, that his brother would be approached by his wife, or his, his, the, the widow, uh, widow, and, and she would approach him to raise up, it was his duty to produce seed, to raise up a child that would carry on his brother's name, where everyone would have a name in Israel. Where every generation would continue and, uh, it was due, uh, a, a lot to, um, to populate the earth at that time. And then it was just the importance of, of someone to carry on the name. This is a reason why it's very important for us to raise our children in the house of God. It's very important that there be names that are here. Today And you come back in a hundred years if the Lord tarries, and those names are still in the house of God. And so the brother would be approached, and if the brother decided, no, uh, I'm not going to do that, I don't feel like that is my place, I don't feel like that is necessary, that uh, she would go to the elders, and the elders back in that time, what... We would call the court of law in our day. We know that the county seat is in, in Koontz for our county. And um, then there's different districts that that if that can't take care of it, it would be moved somewhere else. But they would go, she would go to the elders of the city that were setting in the gate. And this is where they would set up uh, a a court. And they would hear... Uh, arguments and they would make decisions and they would make judgment calls And uh, so they would she would take and take this before the elders and she would tell the elders what has happened that her husband had died And uh, that she had approached her husband's brother and her husband's brother refused to perform the duty that was required and expected of him And so then the elders would bring him to the gate of the city in front of everybody that would gather together. And uh, they would bring him and they would bring his brother's wife. And they would ask him if, uh, if this was correct, that he refused to raise up seed in his brother's name. And if he answered the elders when the elders approached him, if he answered the elders, that is correct. I refuse. They would loose his shoe from his foot. And then she would spit in his face and say, and this was such a disgrace and it humiliated a man so much. And this would the point was to humiliate him enough where he would refuse to go through the humiliation process and go ahead and do what God had ordered him to do, that he would not raise up seed to his brother's house. And then his name would be called in Israel, the house of the man of him who hath the loose shoe. Now, in biblical times, it was an embarrassment. It was a disgrace. It was a sign of poverty. It was a sign of humiliation uh, to walk around with shoes, with no shoes on your feet. It was a very embarrassing uh, thing. You find uh, when God delivered the children of Israel uh, uh, out of Egypt that You find it was very important that there was no place to buy shoes and shoes wear out. And shoes was very necessary to them. More reasons than one. More than just to protect their feet from the desert sand. But also it was a form of respect. And it was humiliating to them to walk around barefooted. And so you will find even in in biblical times where uh David it, it was a so, it was a sign if you would please a sign of bankruptcy and uh, that someone was just if they didn't have shoes on their feet they were they were on their last leg there was no help there was no hope for them that uh their luck had went bad or or god was angry at them or are all of these different things because they had no shoes on their feet. If you look at David's time as king in 2 Samuel chapter 15, we find that Absalom had, had uh, rebelled against King David. When Absalom rebelled against King David, uh, the people, he took a group of people with him. There was... A civil war that was going on. There was Absalom fighting against uh, David and his kingship. And David was exiled. David had to leave his palace. David had to leave his home. And if you look in the Scripture very closely, I never even realized this until I got to digging around in the Word. And i seen this in 2 Samuel chapter 15 and verse number 30, that this was a very... Uh, "...embarrassing time of David's life. And uh, it was a very humiliating time of David's life. And David went up by ascent of the Mount of Olives, and wept as he went up, and had his head covered. And he went barefooted, and all barefoot, and all the people that was with him covered, every man his head And they wept, they went up weeping as they went up. A sign of humiliation to cover your head, to weep as you walk. And then not only your head to be covered, but David was making a statement how embarrassed he was, how bankrupt he felt, how humiliated he was that he had no shoes. As I look at uh, the world today in general, uh, I look at a mixed up, a very mixed up society, a very disturbing society. When you read about the things that are going on, and I talked about some of the things that we are dealing with in uh, class this morning, and things that we face, it is very Disheartening. It is very disturbing. The world is in a turmoil. The world is, is, it's real chaotic right now. And, and, uh, I, I see how the world is so chaotic in not only, uh, the, the wars that is going on and the devastation that has taken place across the entire globe, but In politics, how that, that if one side don't get its way all the time, it's gonna riot in the streets and cause chaos and rebellion instead of waiting to the next election and try to promote your agenda enough where you get elected. It's a, it's a strange chaotic world. There's race wars, there's racial tension, and all of these things that are going on In the world today. That is, it, it, it's not, it's not God's will, but I think it's bringing on God's plan. Amen. I, 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 if you, if you can understand that, it's not God's will that we would be at each other's throat. It's not God's will that We would be fighting amongst ourselves and with different people of the world. It's not God's will that there would be racial tension in the world. But I believe it is part of God's plan to bring on the end of the world and the coming of the Lord. Amen. We do not have hope in this life only. Because if we had hope in this life only, we would be among all men, most miserable. Amen. But I have not just put my hope in what I have here, but I have put my hope and my trust in what is to come. And that is the coming of our great God and Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I feel like that we have lost the vision and the understanding that we are to encourage one another with these words. What are those words? Behold, I come quickly. Amen. If there's ever been a time where the children of God need to start praying and saying, Come on, Lord. Get me out of this place, Lord. I'm ready to hear you say, Well done. Enter in thy good and faithful servant. I'm looking forward to the day I get to go home. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Yes, I enjoy life. Yes, I love living life. But if this was all there was to it. Amen. Some of you that are at retirement age. And we all work to get to that point. Amen. We're all looking for that day. When I get to retire, and i I 've looked for that day, and i 've tried to plan for that day, and I tried to project when that day would come and The other day I, I went somewhere it was just me and my wife and and uh, Tony was with us, and we were out of place. I said, you know i i 'm going to have trouble getting used to this, nobody being around us, and moving into that phase in life. And then I was talking to someone this morning and said they were hurting and they had pain and they went to the doctor and the doctor said, you know, said when you get older, you just got to get used to this and deal with it because you're going to have pain. You're going to have aches. You're going to have days when you when you don't feel good. And I said, man, is that what I'm working for? Is that what all you elderly folks work for, is to wake up hurting and can't sleep at night and get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and walk around and spill your coffee all over you? Amen. We work from one to another to get to that place. But I want to tell you, amen, there is a place that's greater than retirement. There's a place that's greater than the greatest vacation of all time. And I'm looking forward to that day when I will hear Jesus Christ say, Come on home, my child. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 As I, I look at this world, it can be disheartening. It can make you disgruntled. It can make you upset. It can make you angry. It can make you angry. It can make you upset. It can make you frustrated. But when you look at God, God has a way of clearing out all the frustration. And all the anger and all the problems. And God has a way of turning the crook way straight. And God has a way of making the rough places smooth. And God has a way of shining a different light on it. And if you're discouraged and you're disheartened and you're you're disturbed in your mind and in your spirit today, you need to get God to anoint your eyes one more time. You need to go back to the altar one more time and say, God, fill me with that Holy Ghost. All over again where I can see things through your eyes. Where I can get a fresh anointing, a fresh help, and a fresh touch, and fresh strength where things look better. Amen. Amen. But all of that's not really what i come to preach about today. Amen. But, but as I look at, at the landscape of society... I see changes. I see, I see the country making changes. I see a country that used to believe in, in the Word of God that don't even want you to mention the name Jesus any longer. In a public prayer, you can say Lord, you can say God, you can say about anything that you want to. Unless you are cursing him, don't use the name of Jesus. That disturbs me. I see, I see disturbing things on every hand and every corner. I see the landscape changing. I see people with no morals that's coming in to take leadership roles. I see people with no direction that takes Leadership roles. I see people with liberal agendas that take leadership roles. And that disturbs me. What we have today, we have really a generation. Now, I I don't guess there will ever be anyone that's ever elected. I know there's still some senators, very few, that are still in the Senate that fought in World War II. But that generation is passing. Passing. There will never be another president elected that knows the horrors of World War II. That's disturbing when you think that, that they don't know. And, and I, I look at, at a generation coming on and I say, my goodness, what, what shall we do? What will it look like? But you know, I can't do anything about the political world. I can't do anything about America but one soul at a time. Amen. But what what I worry about and what I look at today, even up close, is the landscape of the church. And not just the church in general. But when I mention the church today, I will be speaking of this local assembly. I see the landscape forever and ever-changing. I see differences coming about. I see us that were once young have now moved into the middle-age status. I see those that I was here when they were born, and now they are raising families. I see those who were my age when I got here that I have preached their funerals. Those who I looked up to, those who I honored, those who I said are the pillars of the church, I have preached some of their funerals. The landscape is forever changing, and there are things that yet need to be done. As I look in 2016, I look at people who have passed away and went on to receive their reward, such as Brother Rivers, such as Sister Debbie Duplessy, such as Brother L.D. McIntyre, such as Sister Bailey, such as Brother Junior Baker. In 2015, Sister Crowell, Sister Betty Baldry, Brother Eska D. Hicks. And I look at these how... The landscape of the church is forever changing. And you say, oh, those are elderly folks. Sister Debbie duplessis wasn't an elderly person. Amen. But those are elderly folks. Brother Rivers, a, a mainstay for years. Brother L.D. McIntyre, a mainstay for years. Sister Bailey, a mainstay for years. That you could count on it. When something was happening around the church, Brother L.D. He was quite McIntyre was quite a different card and cut from a different uh, mold, I guess. And and uh, me and him had some discussions. And and uh, I was talking to him one day. I I remember at Brother Duplessis. We had had an election here at the church and. And, uh, I was voted in as to be the next pastor when Brother Duplessy, uh, retired. So Brother McIntyre was letting me know his feelings on that and his opinion. And we was out there at Brother Duplessy's house and he said, you know, the way he'd hold his head and, and he'd move his mouth sideways. He said, I was a little unsure. I just tell you the truth. I was a little, I wasn't really for sure about you and, and, uh, He said, I didn't know what I was going to do until the last minute. And I was in the prayer room praying. And I felt why I was praying. And I said, I'm going to vote for the boy. And uh, some people get offended at that. But as you get older, you like for somebody to call you boy. And uh, I... Uh, he he said, I, I just said it real loud because I wanted everybody to hear me. I'm going to vote for the boy. Amen. But I, I, I tell you today, people like that. Amen. People like Brother Rivers, even in his elderly state, I'd go over there and grab him by the arm and he couldn't move much. He done got stiff, brother. Amen. But when you felt of him, you felt of much of a man. Amen. You felt of somebody that could work on a rig for a month and the testimony to those who were around him that when he come back to the house of God, he was in the altar praying everybody else through to the Holy Ghost. Amen. The the landscape has changed. Things are changing. People are changing. And what comes with change is a shift in direction. I look just this week, we buried a wonderful saint of God. Sister Teacher Jan McKinney. There was never a better person born than Sister Jan McKinney. And today, I know that really and truly we lost her some time ago. But I never, I never seen her come to God, to the house of God, when she didn't want to worship God, and when she didn't want to have church, and when she didn't want to lift her hands toward God. I believe the very night that she went home and her life forever changed. And it started the process of her gradually going down. Even that very night she was up in the front of the house of God, worshiping and magnifying and praising God. And you say you get too old to come to the house of God. Oh no, I want to tell you today, church, the landscape is changing, but the message must stay the same amen some things have changed but god has never changed amen amen in the recent years the first year that i was pastoring we lost two wonderful men of god brother mike smith amen brother dudley went to receive their reward just middle-aged men that was really in the prime of seeing things really come to, to be in their life. That God called them home. Now what I come to preach to you today is, will we forever be the church that is called the church whose shoe has been loosed? Or is there somebody in this house today that will step up to the plate and say, I will not let the truth die with the elders, but I will continue on. I will raise up seed. I will raise up Faith. I will raise up strength. I will raise up determination. I will be everything that I possibly can for God. As I look at this complex that we are blessed with today, I know that we have steadily making improvements and i believe that that is what god has called us to do amen but this property was bought and paid for by people that worked for god people that sold peanut brittle people that made and sold donuts amen people that sold dinners people that worked when they got off of work they went back to work at the house of God amen it disturbs me when I see a next generation coming on that we pay for everything that we get amen that nobody has time to do anything at the house of God God has blessed us financially God has made us to prosper but let's don't ever forget that our time is more valuable than our money Amen. that the time that we spend in the house of God, the time that we donate working for God, the time that we give to God is forever rewarded and marked down in heaven oh hallelujah hallelujah some of you has tuned me out Some of you has wrote me off. For the next the next message. For the next Sunday morning. Just the same old thing. Just a different day. A different title. A different text. And we're going to move on. But I come with a message from God. From me to you. From God to me to you. That God has sent me to tell you. Uh, some of you better wake up out of your sleep. Uh, and you better wake up out of your slumber. Uh, and you better get under the ox. Amen. Uh, the ox better get under the load. Uh, and the Load, better get put on your shoulders and you better bear against the load and start working for God and start committing yourself to God and start doing the work of God. We're running out of time. We're running out of time. We're running out of time. We need to do everything we can for the kingdom of God. Where is the next peanut rivers? Where is the next Brother Cook? Where is the next A.L.C. Bailey? Where is the next Mike Smith? Where is the next Brother Dudley? Where is the next Sister McKinney? Where is the next Sister Baldry? Where is the next Brother Baldry? Where are they at? Where is those who are just faithful to the house of God? Rain or shine? Up or down? Good day or bad day? Amen. You look at the way the world goes today. The list goes on and on and on. And I know that I've left many out, and I'm not leaving any of your loved ones out by purpose, but for the sake of time, I could not go back and look up everybody that had passed away. Brother Waller here recently passed away. Amen. What young person, what young couple will feel... Their shoes? Or will we as a church, the local assembly, be taken before the judgment hall of God? And the adversary would spit in our face and loose our shoes, and the glory of God would depart from the house of God. And we would be called the church with the loose shoe. Now, in all that said to the younger generation, let me encourage you, elderly generation, that you can't stop in your elder years. You can't say, my work is done now, I find it quite, and I'm going to preach to you a little bit now, I find it quite disheartening when I find that elderly folks are too sick to come to church, but they're well enough to go to Walmart. Oh, come on now, preach to me, Brother Looper. Bust them young people. It's always their fault. No, but I want to tell you, there's a generation that is responsible to hand off something unto the next generation. You've got to hand off faithfulness. You've got to hand off commitment. You've got to hand off desire. You've got to hand off dedication. You've got to have something to give. Amen. Joseph worshiped God and blessed the sons because he worshiped upon what was there to help him through his life. By all means, as you grow older in years, don't you get you a stinkin' television and put in your home. Amen. Don't you say... Well, I'm old and, you know, I've got to have something to do. It's just as wrong for you as it was when you was 30 years old, darling. Amen. You have got to have something to give to the next generation. Young people, you've got to get it. But they've got to hand it off. They've got to say, here, here it is. I'm handing you something precious. I'm handing you something lovely. I'm helping you something... Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. I just busted that devil and you don't like it, but I'll bust him again. Don't do that when you get old. Amen. If there's ever been a time where you need to be dedicated, darling, it's when you got one foot in the grave and the other one slipping in. You need to be forever sure. I want my calling and election sure. I'm not going to lay around or watch that thing or watch it on my iPad, my iPhone, my cell phone. Amen. I'm dedicated to God. I'm consecrated to God. I want to see it continue on. Amen. Do we believe it or do we not believe it? Amen. Some of you would have a raging, dying, conniption fit. Rightfully so. If I put the Super Bowl up here on Super Bowl Sunday, I hope you would. But you wouldn't have a problem watching it in your living room. Uh-oh. Or your bedroom. Or on your iPad. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What have you got to hand off? What have you... Don't give us a flawed gospel. Don't give us a flawed commitment. Don't give us a flawed understanding of what God has called us to be and what God wants us to be. We want the real deal. Is there any young people in this house today that says, I want the real deal? I want the real thing. I don't want something fake. I don't want anything imitation, but I want the real thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want all you young people to step out right here. Step out right here. I want you to remain standing until I get through. Amen. All of you young people, come over here. Gather all up in the middle. Amen. Amen. I, w- I want some of you young couples make your way up here right now. I'm going to be through here in a few minutes, maybe if the Lord helps me. Amen. But I want come on, some of you young people, some of you young couples raising families. Amen. How many of you really want the real thing? You know what happens to churches that has a loose shoe. Amen mentality there was some kind of flaw in the transfer there was some kind of flaw in those who are handing it over to them Amen I see I hear this and I have been guilty of this myself as the older generation complaining about the younger they're not doing this they're not doing that they won't work they won't do this well I got a message for you today Amen all of you elderly folks these young people standing around here, some of these boys that ain't even married yet are making more money than you were after you'd been married 25 years. And you say they're worthless and won't work. I heard, I guess one thing got me stirred up. I heard an old, an older gentleman, a wonderful guy, but I overheard him the other night at, at the funeral in the lobby. He said, here comes that worthless thing. He's always late, always dragging in. He ain't even here today. That makes me mad. Amen. You trying to give us something that is flawed and telling us to make perfection out of it? Come on, saints of God. Do we love this message or do we not love this message? Amen. We can blame the preacher. We can blame the church. We can blame the generation before us. Amen. But I want to tell you, my daddy left me something. Amen. My pastor has left me something that is real, that is genuine. And I'm trying to put it in you. I'm trying to place it in you. I'm trying to tell you this gospel is the greatest thing. That we've ever had This book is still right It's still precious It's still holy It's still pure Let's keep it that way Hallelujah Hallelujah Amen Now I want want you young folks Back up just to the I, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, no, just stand where you're at. Come this way a couple steps. Turn around and look that way. I want all of you elderly folks, if you possibly can, stand. If you possibly can, make your way to this front as close as you can right now. Hey, Amen. I want you to look at this next generation in the face. I want you to look, young people. I want you to look, young married couples. That's the real deal you're looking at. Amen. That's that's what holiness looks like. I had, a, I had a young evangelist come by here one time and he told me, he said, I feel sorry for you, all those old people in your church. Man, they must give you headaches. I said, no, nope. don't give me no headache. They always pay their time. They're always at church, and I never have to worry about the way they dress. They don't give me no trouble at all. If I could get some of you off of Facebook, I'd be okay. But (laughs) Don't give... I want you to look. I want you to look at this younger generation. And and I know we're not all here today. But this is a good-looking group of people. Amen. Amen. These, these young men has good jobs. They're raising good families. Man, they they got nice things. God has blessed them. Some of these young men that's graduated from school, either going to college, they got good jobs. They're doing a good work. Amen. They're working hard. They're successful. I want to tell you today, now what we need is a next generation not to criticize, not to lamb blast, not to say you don't have it and you'll never get it. Amen. But to say, I can't be here forever. I can't go on forever. I realize I'm not going to live forever, but I got something I'm going to give you. I've got something I'm going to place in your hands. I've got something I'm going to present to the next generation. Hey Amen. This is precious, son. Don't lose it. I'm not giving you my Bible. Don't lose it. Hey Amen. Don't 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 do away with it. Don't water it down. We want the real deal. Hallelujah. Because what happens is we become the church with the loose shoe. You know what happens to the church with the loose shoe? They do away with holiness first. I was looking at a group the other day. I was in a restaurant. And I looked at a group. I said, look at the parents. Parents, moderate. They resembled... Pentecost. I said, but look at their kids. One kid was in a t-shirt with shorts. One girl had on a skirt about right there. I said, nothing about their children resembles Pentecost. That's what happens to the church with the loose shoe. Amen. Now you can go and you can get baptized any way you want to go. And the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are in in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever suits you. See, first goes the holiness message of separation. When we take out the holiness message of separation, there's nothing to separate us on our doctrine. So we already broke down that fence, so let's all get together and let's be one happy community, all Christians, all living for God. Brother Rick, don't you dare give anything less than what you have to this generation? Sister Myers, you see those young people there? You see these young married couples. Don't you give anything less than the experience that you got from God to this generation? You live it and serve it to the day you die. You rest you don't give anything less and say, "Oh, well, it's their fault. They did it no. You guard it. And you say, hey, I've gone as far as I can go. I can't do it anymore. My help won't let me. But my Lord, when you pray, lift up your voice and pray. I can't do it like I used to. But when they start worshiping God, my goodness, makes some noise and shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. 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 Young people, you've got a precious inheritance. Brother Brad, look at these boys. I want you to look over there at your old grandpa. Preach this message for years. Don't you dare give these boys anything less than what he's handed down to you. It's your responsibility. Don't say, oh, they're bad. This generation is bad. The reason why the generation has gone bad is the previous generation somewhere dropped the baton in the transfer. We have a responsibility, church. We have a responsibility. Why is the preacher crazy this morning? Why is he just getting all upset? Because I see... You know, you look, look, turn around and look at this. There's not as many here, Brother Rick, as it was five years ago. Yes, sir. Not as many old gray-headed lady saints of God is what they used to be. Some of them has gone on to meet their reward. I lay in my bed at night and sometimes I cry and can't sleep because I... I wonder, my Lord, I wish my mama was here. I wish my daddy was here. But I'm thankful (coughs) that somebody made the transfer. And I hope when I stand before God, I'm not considered the preacher with the loose shoe. And I hope us as saints of God today has not considered the church with the loose shoe. And with all deceivableness and unrighteousness and them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Let's all lift our hands toward heaven. Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Oh, God, we need Your help. We need you today, God. Can some elderly saint of God get under a burden and pray for the generation coming on? Pray for our young married couples. Pray for those raising children. Pray for these teenagers today. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. <coughs> Hallelujah, Help us God. Help us God. Help us, God. Don't give us a flawed religion. And young people listen to me right now. We and you are carried before the judgment seat of life and it's time for someone to move on and you to take their place and step up don't say go ahead and spit in my face and loose my shoe because I won't fulfill the call that has been placed upon me but be the one that will say yes yes I'm going to perform my duty. I'm going to do what the law has required of me. I'm going to love this message. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to be what God wants me to be. And I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I'm not looking for an easier way out. Young people, We're not looking for an easier way out. When I came to God, I wanted something to change me. And that's what I found in the house of God. It changed the way I look, the way I act, the way I talk, the way I dress. And it still does the very same thing today. Thank God for the transfer. Thank God for his help. Elders, keep the faith. Don't loosen up in the latter years. Don't get soft on this doctrine. Don't get soft on your walk with God. Stay committed. Stay firm. Stay on that foundation. Amen. Let's all lift our hands and pray together. God, we love You today. Thank You, Lord, for Your goodness, for Your mercy, for Your blessings. Thank You for Your help. Thank You for Your strength. Help us today, God. Help us today, God. In the name of Jesus, we need You, Lord. We need Your help, God. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Go with us, Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And do us a favor. Do us a favor, saints of God. Tell us about yesterday. Tell us about the way that it used to be. Tell us about how church was. But tell us also, it's going to be better. It's going to get better. You're going to do more. You're going to be greater. Don't try to discourage, but try to encourage. I want my kids to do better than I've ever done. I want them to exceed anything that I've ever accomplished. I want this church, even when I'm gone, to do better than it does while I'm here. I want it to continue on.